0: This is the best of what the Falk show. So many great interviews to have listened to. I falcon appreciate you taking the time to listen. And uh, let's have a great time. Falk yeah. America. Which has been an awful lot of fun to do. <laughs> Hey there, Falkers. How the fuck are you? This is Connor Falk with the What the Falk Show. You're listening through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Direct, on my parents' phone, or the text message I just sent you. Maybe you like social media. I'm also on social media on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook my WTF Show. So go ahead and Falk and find me on there. Very excited, very lucky to do this show each week. Uh, I have people on the show, I interview them. In that interview form, we have witty informational conversation that comes out of that. And I'm very happy and very lucky that my listeners actually don't hate that. So if you like listening to somebody who actually genuinely loves what they do and genuinely loves connecting and talking, to people about the things they do, they're going to like the What the Falk show. Also, another thing that we might have in common, maybe you like pizza. I love pizza. I fucking adore pizza. I like some spicy pizza. I like some regular pizza. I like all the pizza. And if you listen to the show, go to check out our sponsor, Ferris Pizza, the best pizza for the best price with the most love in it. Something else I also like, something else I also have a lot of love in, that's traveling and luxury. I like luxury travel. I like to feel good when I go from place to place. So go ahead and check out American Comfort Limousines. Also, another sponsor of the show, American Comfort Limousines, based out of Naples, Florida, can service you in over 550 cities with a 24-7 app online. and go ahead and help you out, help you book any kind of travel that you need for those luxurious vacations that you have planned. Go ahead and check out AmericanComfortLimo.com. Now, here on the What The Falk Show, my guest this week, Russell Baxter. Now, a pro football guru, a pro football expert. Literally, the guy has football knowledge and information and ideas oozing out of his mind. And I get to use that this week as a point of view and an expert point of view to give you some information about what's going to happen with this upcoming season. And we go ahead and talk about the offseason moves. We talk about some teams who've improved, some teams who've digressed, and what we can have to look for in this NFL season. And always entertaining and always up and down schedule for any NFL fan out there. He's worked 22 years at ESPN. He's written for Bleacher Reports, CBS, NBC, Fox. The guy's been out there. He's lended his expertise to so many different publications. There's a good chance that you Either read one of his articles or you've listened to some of his analysis throughout the years. As I said, you can find the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, direct my parents' phone, and the text message I just sent you. This is Connor Falk, the What the Falk show. Thanks for fucking listening. Here's uh, Mr. Russell Baxter
1: could take a little bit of a step
0: backwards. Okay, so so far on the show, Russell Baxter, ProFootballGuru.com, creator of that, just overall football expert over thirties experience, ESPN, NBC, CBS, Yahoo, FanSided, Bleacher Report, anywhere and everywhere your expertise is out there. So, Super Bowl prediction, you talked about you like the Houston Texans, you like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you think the Jets are going to be a so-so team. I gotta ask you, here we go, on the bonus question round right here, rapid fire, here we go, on the What the Fog Show, first question, A-Rod or Favre, better player, go. Better career Absolutely. Okay. Next question: Who would you rather go on a vacation with, Tim Tebow or Johnny Manziel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
2: think I think it probably be t- uh, Tim Tebow because I, I, I get the feeling he would at least
0: have an itinerary. Yes, yeah, so you don't get arrested or get you know uh, <laughs> well, I'm die. I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna say I think Tim Tim Tebow's vacation might be a little more planned out. Absolutely. Okay. Next. We've been, we've been pretty tight for the last
1: you know eight. Years. That's awesome, and
0: that's, Jesse uh, Jesse is pretty well known for his role on Rent, right? On Rent, yeah, the musical and, now and movie. Now it's,
1: now it's in the Flash. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah
1: which is kind of tough. We, you know, I when I was filming in Calgary, I'd always go over to Vancouver and visit him, and we'd hang out, and he's, uh, he's a very close, dear friend of mine. And yeah, it's just tougher to see him when he's on the other side of
0: the world. Yeah, well, that sounds pretty exciting. And Phil, I don't know about yourself, but something I find very exciting is pizza, and sponsor of the What the Falk Show is Ferris Pizza. It's the best pizza with the best price with the most love in it. So if you ever find yourself somehow filming a movie in Central California, in Bakersfield, California, please check out Ferris Pizza. Now, you talked about, you know, you talked about doing early theater work and then Law & Order. Now, can I ask you, as an actor, do you gain? confidence with each coming audition does it get easier or are you still kind of nervous going in each time
1: well brother i'd like to back up
0: and let's talk about pizza for a while okay oh, i'm down let's do
1: it <laughs> what is your favorite pizza why and if you had any any toppings On the planet. Okay. What would you
0: put on your pizza? Okay, I'm I'm fucking excited U.S. Okay, now I'm a a pretty simple man. I'm a pretty simple American when it comes to that. So give me a nice cheese pepperoni pizza. But one thing I've added since college, I got hooked at UC Santa Barbara. They have spicy pizza. Now, I love spicy pizza now, man. I have to have some tapatillo or some kind of spice on my pizza. So And I like it crispy. I like it cooked a little bit more. Almost not like necessarily a pizza cracker. A
1: regular
0: crust. Uh, Thin, actually. I'm a thin crust kind of guy. What about yourself?
1: I'm glad you asked that question. Thanks so much. <laughs> uh, me myself, I, I I'm I'm also a spicy guy. I okay. Put hot sauce and everything. Yeah. I mean uh the other day I was at my buddy's bar and I, he's like, What are you doing with a hot sauce? You just ordered a salad. <laughs> like, oh, just, just 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 flow with me on this. There's a cob salad with a little bit of drizzle of hot sauce on it, and I tell you what, I'll spice that salad right up. <laughs> But uh, as far as uh pizza's concerned, I mean I love a good I love a good sausage pizza. You give me a pepperoni. Okay. You know, it depends on where you're going too. Some are better than others.
0: Well now you're uh, starting to sound like an Italian like most, myself. Are you are you part of our tribe as well?
1: Oh dude, listen, any tribe that likes pizza I'm definitely part of. Okay. And I'm telling you, the like little jalapeno ooh, maybe you know if you wanna get crazy, throw some banana peppers on that now some people overcook the banana peppers, which is not
0: good, bro, I gotta be honest. I sound like a layman right now. What is a banana pepper? What is that?
1: like those yellow peppers like if you going to subway or something like that oh okay, you know? copy that yeah. yeah, they're kind of sweeter peppers than like a jalapeno or like a or a um or or a, uh, a bell pepper okay but, uh yeah, give me say, give me a little meat, some peppers and uh yeah and obviously i gotta have a side of hot sauce
0: because i'm gonna drizzle the shit out of yeah well here we go here on the what the folk show we're finding common ground on hot sauce so that's something that brings everybody together that's pizza it. hot sauce is one of those things folk yeah man so i mean just getting back i just want to ask you because bro we're gonna get to your hell on wheels work and i've always enjoyed your character and i know i'm gonna see you more and more in a dirty weekend and your upcoming movies but so do you get more confident per audition or are you just still kind of nervous each time that's very much uh, okay i motherfucking look forward to seeing you again buds. okay thanks buddy Bye. All right, mate. You too. Now, that super entertaining fellow was Phil Burke. Obviously, we talked about him being a lead as Mickey McGinnis on AMC's Hell on Wheels the last five years. Talked about his work on Law and Order, The Good Wife, The Nick for Cinemax. The guy does many great, amazing things. And you can see he's a really entertaining guest and a really funny guy. So I think you're really going to enjoy all of his work. And we'll look forward to his future projects like Call Sheet and Toss It. This is Connor Falk with the What The Falk Show. Find it through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, pod directory, my parents' phone, and the text message I just sent you. You can find me on Twitter, at my WTF Show, on Instagram, my WTF Show, SoundCloud, my WTF Show, Facebook, my WTF Show. Basically, you find M-Y-W-T-F-S-H-O-W, and it's me, it's Connor Falk with The Falk Show. Absolutely appreciate you listening and taking the time. I had a great time talking with Phil. Have a great time talking to all my guests. I really appreciate the opportunity that I get to do this. Try to provide some insight and some point of view in the industry, whether it's entertainment, sports, food, medical, whatever it is. Hopefully, some witty informational conversation interview format that made your day a little better. Stop listening to the same song for the eighth time on the radio. Falk that. Talk to you next week and uh, thanks for listening then you can consider Call of Duty, one of the most popular video game franchises stories of all time. He's led stunts to that. He's led voices. As Sean will say in this episode, there's a good chance that if you played those games that you've literally stabbed, shot, maimed, or played as him sometime in your experience on Call of Duty. So two things already. Start out where you know Sean from. Then we talk about his work with his company, Truly Indie Studios, and what he's doing with Heroes with Issues. Now, Heroes with Issues, I especially like. It's current web series that's on right now. You can find it on YouTube. Basically, it goes into a therapist's point of view of what it's like dealing with superheroes. So you think about Wonder Woman, you think about Batman, Cyclops. These people have pretty hectic lives, pretty uh, interesting, entertaining lives, so they have to talk to someone, they have to rant and banter to someone, and that's what they provide on Heroes with Issues. So we'll talk about that, we'll talk about his upbringing in Northern California, about growing up in a creative family, in the arts family, and then his background with action, and I mean serious action, I mean from being a fourth degree black belt, from winning an AAU national championship in weapons, the guy is well-trained, he's well-versed, and he's a well-spoken guy, he's a good guy, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen. What the Fox Show is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Directory, my parents' phone, and the text message I just sent you pizza fans out there make sure to check out our sponsor Ferris Pizza the best pizza for the best price with the most love in it next time you're in Bakersfield California check that out now let's go ahead and call Sean hello hi is this Sean Pichicino this is hey Sean this is Connor Falk and you're on the what the Falk show how the fuck are you doing and I have a struggle with I don't know if it's You're the same way But it's pizza And it's not eating it Every day For every meal of the day I'm a big fan of pizza And sponsor of this show The What the Falk show Ferris Pizza In Bakersfield, California The best pizza For the best price With the most love in it Sean are you a pizza fan yourself? <laughs> I am two vices are probably pizza and ice cream oh dude i totally get that the dairy the dairy is messing me up it's another fight that i have to fight with and the black belt of my emotion is not always winning is that kind of maybe one of the most satisfying parts of the job where you have this animal here and you have this wonderful family and they merge together and they really do become better for it have you kind of seen that i know you get you probably get letters and different emails and phone calls from happy families is that probably one of the better parts of this job
2: Absolutely. This is what makes
3: volunteering so rewarding, to hear those wonderful success stories. And we get emails, we get text messages, we get photographs, and we just love receiving, you know, all of that wonderful positive feedback because it gives us such a good feeling. And this is what volunteering is all about. That's why we spend all these hours every week volunteering our time. And uh, it's all for the love of the animals and wanting them to get into the good homes and Nothing makes us happier than finding out that we've made a, a good, positive match
2: and that everybody is happy in their home.
0: And that's a good example for a nonprofit. profit The goal is for the animal. The goal is not to make money. It's find a good family and for a good animal. And from what I read, the primarily, most of the people in the organization are volunteers, correct?
3: That is correct. We're, we're pretty much run by volunteers. We do have a very small staff of paid employees. Uh, but, but most of the people that you will encounter when you come in to adopt are all volunteers, including all of our officers, directors, and um, most of the people who will be helping you uh, to adopt an animal.
0: Okay, well speaking of that, people out there who are listening who want to go ahead and adopt an animal, be it a cat or a dog, what process can they go through, how can they go ahead and find you guys, and, and uh, how, how long does it take to kind of go ahead and adopt that animal?
3: Well, um, to find us, you can either look online at our website at www.petadoptionfund.org. You can view our dogs and our cats. They're available on our website. You can come in six days a week between the hours of 1 and 5 p.m. We are closed on Mondays. We're open all other six days of the week from 1 to 5 to the public. And you can come on in without an appointment. You fill out a very short one-page application and get interviewed by one of our volunteers. And then hopefully you're on your way to... to, uh, having a wonderful match and a new family member.
0: Okay, well, let's go to another project. The one that actually connected you and I, The Signal, like I said before, was one of those movies that I found. I needed something to watch on a random day and I had no idea what I was getting into. And then after it was done, I was just like, man, this was awesome. Like, I haven't seen a movie like this in a long time. And, and that's how we connected, just from Twitter and social media, which is great just to look at where we're at 2016-wise, technology-wise, of people who wouldn't normally never have met. I mostly work in television, you're in film. I, we, our paths are never crossed. It's just a great opportunity. This movie, 2014, The Signal. I don't want to give too much spoilers away because I want people to watch it. I've, you know, it's great because on other shows I've had, I've told people, underrated movie, you need to check out sci-fi movie if you like sci-fi, check out The Signal. We got Brandon Thwaites, who's you know Australian actor. He's in everything as well now, from Son of a Gun to the upcoming Gods of Egypt. You have Lawrence Fishburne, who everyone knows. He'll always be Morpheus to me or Ike Turner. You have Olivia Cooke from the uh, the Psycho Show on A and E. She's also in Earl, Me Earl and the Dying Girl. Who else do we have? You have uh, Olivia.
2: Australian. Player One with silver
0: next. Yes. She's, uh,
2: she's doing okay.
0: Yeah, you have Lynn... Lynn is starring
2: opposite as Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean right now, so he's doing okay
0: too. They're doing pretty good. You have Lynn Shea, who to me is always going to be the the, um, the landlord in uh, Kingpin, and also from uh, yeah. Something About Mary, so she's always in those films. And then you have Bo Knapp. Oh, Hope I'm saying his name correctly. I just recently saw him in Run All Night, so he's a really good actor as well. Oh, dude,
2: he's just kind of, he
4: was just in Southpaw and he's coming out with, he's just that kid
2: Awesome and
0: will be a big star pretty soon as well. He's awesome. Yeah, well, everyone in and this a, movie. And a guy. From your writing to uh, Will's directing to everyone in this movie, it was just a really great experience, man. I just want to say thanks as a viewer. Actually <laughs> back home on Thanksgiving, it was awesome because it was on HBO and my parents, and I was like, I you know, guys... Yeah, it's been
4: all over, it's streaming all over Cinemax
2: and HBO, and it's kinda fun to
4: watch.
0: Yeah, and I had it's my seen parents it like seven dozen
2: times, so I
4: can't watch
0: it anymore. <laughs> but, uh, <it's> fun. <laughs> well, I had my parents there, I was... and they enjoyed it. So all different oh, audiences <laughs> of all different ages are enjoying. In the story you told. And I guess I just want to ask, like, you know, how did the signal come to be? How did you kind of get that idea?
2: It was,
4: a, it was a sort of a combination of Will and I. Will is a guy I've known for a lot, like 12 years now, and been a friend of mine. He helped me shoot, like, my first short back in the day. He used to work at Television. You know, he's just a very visual, very gifted filmmaker, you know, yeah. and it's obviously apparent in the person that we love, and it's apparent in Signal. But him and I have always been friends, and I he basically. I've always been writing, and he had a film love that sort of toured the festival circuit, and his agents were getting on him about his next material. Um, so, long story short, he basically said, You know, I kept saying, Dude, let's write something, let's write something. And then he said, I have this idea about, uh, you know, these three kids sort of going cross country, like, you know, chasing this thing, the signal. And so, my response to that was at the end, and the you know the I won't spoil it, but the end was sort of my pitch to him, mm. and that literally like cemented it. And you know we had another sort of like crazy experience with that. Like he loosely pitched it to producers, all of a sudden there was like producers calling me, producers calling him, and you know everybody like you know sort of promising the world. But uh, his agents introduced him to Brian Kavanaugh Jones. So going back, so him and I sort of quickly. Once we had sort of the beginning and the end, uh, we started putting an outline together and put a seventeen page outline together and then we sort of condensed it down to like four pages and then we got a lot of response from some producers, especially guys who are fans of Will's work on love that, you know, know he could tell a story and paint a beautiful visual canvas. Yeah. So we started uh next thing you know, we sat down with this producer, Brian kavanaugh Jones, and he said I'm going to make this movie for you in, a, in less than a year. And so and he What's did. He actually took like a year and three months. But, you know, we got to go make the movie. We made it for, you know, initially it was three million bucks or four million bucks. And uh, we got, you know, it was just a great experience. It was like a great experience. Everybody on that movie, all the producers, was Brian, Kavanaugh, Jones, and Tyler Davidson were great guys. We got to write our scripts. Nobody touched it. Every word of dialogue in there is ours, and uh, you know, it's just a story that we wanted to tell
2: on a budget that we knew we had.
0: A bunch of words about sports that were done in a really good way. Let's talk about something else Thanks. that brings in money. Sorry. Reality TV. Okay, we got a few more questions we're gonna ask. We talk about. Know, you're away. gonna give us some reality TV info, and then we're gonna talk about Fargo, and then you're gonna say goodbye. And then you're going to be back on the show in a few months. All right. That's how this whole scenario is going to go. Okay. It's like a okay. cycle. So give me three shows since I watched no reality TV, even the shows I've worked on that you've watched that other people should check out. Other families, you know. Okay. You know,
5: Well, maybe not families. People have kids. I'm, I'm going to give mean, you a couple that I didn't talk about last time that, okay. uh, that I enjoy watching myself. Okay. One, and I don't know why I have this fascination with this show. Oh my God. It just, it kind of like upsets me that I watch it, but I still watch it. It's called The Curse of Oak Island
0: curse of oak oh island
5: god yeah these guys are out there like i feel like i'm watching gold rush or something you know like okay. the, the shows where they dig for gold or yeah. like axmen, something weird <laughs> they're out there digging for treasure on this place in this place called oak island it's in um you know off the coast of maine okay you know anyways yeah. uh nova scotia that's the word i was thinking so of.
0: kind of an inter- interesting
5: treasure it's, yeah it's show? a treasure hunt like it's the same guys who do ancient aliens which is like my guilty pleasure okay, you know? okay so anyways i watched curse of oak island by myself With the lady, not with the family, just with the lady. Like when the kids go to bed, don't judge me. We watch Vanderpump Rules. What is Vanderpump Rules? All right.
0: (laughs) 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 I feel like it's the rule book for like a new vacuum coming out. Oh my
5: God. I want you to Google it. (laughs) It's a show about uh, a restaurant. That's owned by a lady named Lisa Vanderpump. And she's on, I'm sure you've heard of this, Real Housewives yeah. of L.A. Okay. She's one of the ladies from there. She owns a restaurant. Um, oh, my God. I can't remember. Sir. Oh, geez. I forgot the name of the restaurant. She owns a restaurant called Sir. It's in L.A. If you're ever in Beverly Hills, check it out. Et cetera. It's right off Santa Monica Boulevard and uh, Doheny okay. area. Nice. So, anyway, she owns a restaurant over there. She's a pretty famous lady. And it's, like, the backstory of all the people who work there. Yeah, okay. you know, it's, like, the drama. Yeah. You know, because if you ever worked at a restaurant... I told you about this last, yeah, the last you know, time I was yeah. on. Yeah, if you ever worked in a restaurant, you have an idea, like, restaurant, it's drama. A you lot's know? going there's, on. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, you know, there's, like, all this sleeping with each other drama. There's, like, partying that goes on. And that's real. Soap opera. Yeah, it's like a soap... Exactly. Yeah. Soap opera. Okay, you just... Thank you for something. <laughs> so, uh, and number three, um, our other favorite show, and it's not reality, but... Um, it's I have to talk about it like before I even get anything else. The number one show we watch every week is Fargo.
0: Okay, so now we're getting to Fargo, the good TV. Yeah, the scripted, good TV. Scripted, scripted I'm, not,
5: I'm not even talking about any more reality because okay. there's more reality. American Pickers, I love. I'm yeah. just
0: I'm just gonna tell you right now, I yeah. love
5: those two guys. But we're talking about real TV. We're talking about Fargo, man. It's my that's that's the show. Right,
0: you, you finished with the second season. Oh yeah. Okay. We which which, which season did you prefer?
5: Um, I can't. I feel like it's one story. I can't I can't say. Okay. okay, so if I had to choose, I would say 2. Okay. Because the the actual the character acting done by Kirsten Dunst and the guy who plays the butcher that looks like Matt Damon's fat little brother.
0: Yeah, fat Matt Damon. But he's so Jesse Matt Damon, he's good that Bright guy. I mean, he yeah, was he's just really good. Very very, very believable.
5: Yeah. Kirsten Dunst like pff, I can't even. And then the Indian, he's just so ominous. This season was Yeah. Um, Patrick and the,
0: Wilson, Ted Danson. Yeah,
5: and the fellow who played, the the black guy who played the... I don't remember um, his name. I just know the movie. He was he's good. He the was, Rock, he did yeah. a great job. I yeah. thought
0: he was that kind of stole it a little bit. Yeah, he did, man. He played yeah. an
5: a, a incredible role. There's a lot of innuendo on that show. Yeah. Fargo is by far. like. Do you agree? I mean, it's one of the best written shows on
2: television.
0: So then you have a great name, Zombie with a Shotgun. You have a great point of view of someone fighting zombies, yet also becoming a zombie. You have five entertaining episodes online that people are, are reacting to in a, a very positive way. So what kind of led you to think, I'm going to go ahead and make this a comment? I'm going to make this a feature film. How'd that process go?
4: Well, just for the fact that, you know, you know going out there, you know, again, it's, it's difficult to, you know, get people's attention to come in as investors, getting into people trying to, you know, uh, people come on board, collaborate, and get the film going. And, you know, I have I had got contract from many people that wanted to come on board, collaborate, but again, it's just who's going to pull the trigger to put in the money then first. And I didn't want it to die, I didn't want it to be one of these projects that was just there and what if. And and it was funny because there were articles that I started reading online that said whatever happened, zombie with a shotgun. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, wow. You know, they're writing articles
0: I haven't even seen this. What the hell? So I. Um, well, yeah. Props to you again for the ever, product you made because a lot of different online horror publications, from the horror screen mag to different online, you know, message boards and things. If you Google zombie with a shotgun, there's mention of that all over. So it definitely became it was popular, but it also became like a cult hit in a way.
4: Yes yes. And that's when I started to realize, wow. And also, I was getting a lot of people hitting me up on social media, what's going on with it? And, you know, I was tired of like telling them, you know, just give it a few times that's something going on. Yeah. So then, you know, again, everybody in the comic book world, of course, is really big and it just was coincidence that um, the artist who came on board to do design with a shotgun with me, Simon, um, who also draws for Near Death for Image Comics, we just, just on Twitter, we just, coincidentally just you know we were following each other and you know we liked
0: each other's stuff and I mean the first thing more we're telling him dude is great I love it now Kyle Hester I appreciate you being on the show right now Preacher 6 the chair all the great projects you're a part of we're going to go ahead and have the links so anybody who wants to go ahead and um, and donate and be a part of the Preacher 6 uh, collaboration they're going to have that opportunity this is your chance to say goodbye to the listeners what would you like to tell them okay, thank
4: you for being a fan of this show and thank you for having me on the show I appreciate I think that it takes uh, it takes all of us to to be in the arts and and pull these things off, and, and
0: I think that the, the audience and the fans are, are what makes it all possible. So. So thank you all for making it all possible. Absolutely, man. And thank you. And let me just ask you one last question. Would I be hopefully right to assume that this is maybe a top 12 experience for you on a podcast in your, in your life? I
2: would say definitely. I would say, I'd say we'll, go,
0: we'll go top five. Top five. Nice. See, I want to go top 12 just to help myself out, but top five sounds even better. So Kyle Hester, I absolutely appreciate you being on the show, man. I look forward to uh, to promoting your work and maybe someday working with you on set. Who knows? Thanks for coming on the show, man. And I will uh, hopefully I'll talk to you soon. thank so
2: cool. It was a pleasure being on. Thank you for having
0: me here. You got it, man. You have a great day. So that was filmmaker Kyle Hester uh, from behind the camera to in front of the camera. The guy has a lot of valuable experience that can be useful for anyone who's listening right now who wants the opportunity or insight to work in the entertainment industry. As he said, you have to practice. Whether you're an actor, get class. If you're behind the camera, use your phone. There's no excuse not to shoot something. Learn how to edit. There's free programs online. There's ways to get to the place that you want to be. Try not to rely on too many people if you can. Now Obviously, Josh, I will have your Twitter. I will have your website. You can find Josh. JoshDennyComedy.com. I will find everything that they have that they want to check you out will all be on the link of this show. That will be available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Now, uh, speaking of comedy, this is kind of the time where I get to ask some random questions on the outline I sent you. I put TBD because I don't want you to exactly know what's coming. So I got five random questions for you. Just answer them right off the top of your head. Don't think too much about it. Are you fucking ready to go? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, first question Would you rather have a pet dragon or a ninja monkey as a pet? Ninja monkey. is not even a question. Not even a question. Because then you could, like, do. I remember yeah. that Dane Cook joke. You could, like, rob banks and stuff and he can go fight your battles for you. Like, it'd be awesome to have a Ninja Monkey. I totally agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, number, Ninja tw- would be the best. number two, in your whole life, best video game you've ever played is what?
2: Skies of Arcadia for Sega
0: Dreamcast. Nice. Nice drop. Get a little Sega drop on the show. Hashtag 90s, kids. I love it. Um, okay, uh, number three, X-ray vision or you could fly? Oh, uh, fly. Really? Okay. Yeah, I don't need to see. I, I have the internet. I don't need to see. That's true. Well, I just think, like, what if I walked by Kate Upton and I could just use my x-ray vision real quick and just doot, and I'd feel like I'd be yeah, pretty... Yeah, or you could just find the Kate Upton thread on Reddit and it's just easy. True. Well, you know, the fapping. not an app for flying. Let's go ahead and talk about where we can find you on social media. I know you're on Twitter. I know you're on Facebook. Where can listeners go ahead and find more about MPA? Um,
2: I always post about my shows
6: on Twitter, and that'll go to my Facebook. Um, I do post some of the bigger shows with, that have, like, cool posters and whatnot. I yeah. put those on Instagram, obviously. <laughs> but I uh, I mainly just try to keep updated on social media because a lot of people don't. I found after I was tracking websites and whatnot, people don't really go to your website to see a schedule. They'd rather see you posting about it. Yeah. So, you know, I definitely um, I use this thing called Buffer.
2: I don't know if you've heard of Buffer. I haven't. What's that? Um, Buffer is, like, you can schedule
0: tweets for, like, 10 days in advance. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So, if if
6: I have a show coming up, you know, I'll take a couple random days to start telling people that it's coming up, and then that way... You know, I never forget to let people know that something's coming up, so they have time to buy tickets. So I'm really, really good on Twitter. So you can find me at NPH Comedy
2: on Twitter, Instagram, everything. I'm at NPH
0: Comedy, Snapchat, whatever, whatever you do. <laughs> whatever you <laughs> do. You're you're good at social media, is what you're saying. You're pretty good. You're like at a gold star for social media, I would say. Thank you. A gold star. That's <laughs> that's how guys. you and I connected. And again, I appreciate you having you on the show. And here we get to the last part of the interview. I'm going to give you some rapid fire questions. Um, so you can't you can't really prepare for them. You just have to say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Okay. Okay, first okay. question. Who plays you in a movie? Let's say that you're too old or that you're just too busy. Who plays MPH in a movie? Lake Bell. Lake Bell. Okay. Nice. Lake Bell. She's really nice. I got to meet her on the set. Today. I love
6: everything about her career. She creates stuff. She produces.
0: She's super funny. Yeah. She's smart. I love her. You saw In a World, the one she directed yeah. and wrote? That was a great yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like Anyway, so Lake Bell plays you in a movie. Now, number two, would you rather have a ninja, uh, a pet ninja monkey who speaks or a dragon?
2: Absolutely ninja monkey
0: who speaks I absolutely love, ninja monkey i love who ninjas speaks. and monkeys the most okay like ninjas are my favorite thing <laughs> now n- number three if you're a zombie what is the first thing you eat on somebody is it the brains is it the arm is it the chest is it the butt what do you eat if you're a zombie on somebody neck. the neck okay you get right into it you add some little vampire stuff into there okay <laughs> <laughs> and number four what is the weirdest combo like food combo that you like to eat If you're not a zombie and you're not eating a neck, what is the weirdest food combo that MPH kind of puts together when she's uh, bored at home? Okay, I eat this a
6: lot, so it's definitely honest. Um,
0: Bananas and avocado. Okay. Okay. They're both mushy and it's cool together. <laughs> it's cool together. Absolutely. Well, Natasha Prohenson, MPH, I really appreciate you coming on the What The Folk Show. You've been a great guest. I appreciate you taking the time. And this is the moment where you can go ahead and say goodbye to the listeners or any kind of wisdom or words you want to give them.
2: I would
6: like to impart on everybody just really enjoy the shit out of everything that you do because if it isn't fun at the moment, it's not
0: worth doing. Absolutely. Well, that's some great yes. wisdom from MPH. I like it. <laughs> So thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, of course. It's been so fun. You're yeah. someone who understands that, so that's why another reason why I think you, you were a great guest. Um, so at this point, we're at the end of the episode where I'm going to go ahead and give you some rapid-fire questions. Cool. You can't really cool. prepare for them. You're just going to have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? I love it. I love it. Okay, yes. so let's let's assume that maybe this is a hundred years from now, and you already got done winning your your three Oscars and your Tonys. Um, who plays Sarah J. House did? Well, you might still be alive if you really are a vampire, so we don't know that yet. But let's just say you <laughs> let's say you have passed a hundred years from now. Who plays you in a movie? Oh
2: well, um, she so she doesn't exist,
6: right? Because it's a hundred years from now. Ooh, you know?
0: technically, yeah, I guess. You, you, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <So>.
4: <laughs> So let's
2: see. So, I, would you like
4: me to just describe
0: her? Well, um, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like one of those uh, act, you know, actor actresses that you go to. But since I'm a hundred years, yeah, maybe it's maybe yeah, it's a kid. I don't know.
2: She, maybe she hasn't it's yet been, yeah. Been born, she's so. not there.
0: Or you know, it's 2016. It could be a male actor who plays the role. You never know, right? You I mean, never
2: know what's gonna happen. That, a clone
6: baby,
0: an alien. Yeah, you don't know. It could be your clone. <laughs> it could be your clone baby. You never know. <laughs> My clone, okay. Well, that that question kind of uh, kind of collapsed on itself. <laughs> so, hey, so. I, 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 I think that went into a, a really interesting di- uh, direction there. I like it. It did. I haven't talked about clones or vampires much on this show. Can we talk about the difference between cage-free and free-range? Because I know that's big for you guys. Sure. It's
2: super confusing, and I
6: have a theory that it's meant to be confusing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, there are these, I call them traditional eggs, the conventional eggs, which we don't know what that looks like now. PETA has done a good job of showing us birds in cages. Yeah. But you hear cage-free, and it's so easy to have this misconception that these birds are outside, ranging um, out on the prairie and, <laughs> and singing the hills are alive. Exactly, yeah.
2: But actually...
6: It's usually between thirty thousand and sometimes hundreds of thousands of birds Ugh. in these mega barns, and they actually, for the most part, have no natural light whatsoever. And I like to joke, just like they live in a casino. Yeah. You know, they're not getting any any relationship to the outdoors at all.
0: It's like a dungeon. So
6: tree is better than caged but just let people know that it's not birds outside which okay. is what free range and pasture raised really
0: are. Okay. Now free range with all of your chickens cuz all the hens are named Lola, right? Correct? All <laughs> they're named them Lola. Lola short <laughs> for locally, short for laid. Oh, I love that. And they
6: have to go outdoors and we rotate them in their pens so that way they're always on fresh grass so mm. that they're actually consuming consuming good things that that augment their diet so they're not just eating pure grain which is what is the diet of typical chickens
7: but i think just being good at uh making music and working with videos i kind of just naturally blended the two together and i was like you know what i will try to make a career out of my interests and my passion and what i'm good at so and, and i i As I was deciding if I was going to do this or not, that was like when YouTube was blowing up and Mm, now there's people who work for YouTube literally just by putting out commentary on like movie reviews and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is your job. You have like a quarter million people watching your videos every day and you're getting a very handsome paycheck for every video you put out. Yeah, I think I could do something with this. Exactly. That's
0: what I started to do. So. It, it seems pretty cool. So let me let me ask you this. In this new digital age, in this new social media age, if any listeners are out there right now, you know, in this country or out of the country, hopefully they're everywhere. Hopefully I'd be awesome if someone was in space and listened to the What the Folk Show and listened Holy to some shit. entertaining and, awesome. and informational banner from great guests like yourself. What are some advice or some tips you would give someone who's trying to build a brand in today's day?
7: You have to kind of trick your audience. You have to come out of the gate looking professional. Like when I first started, I I, I kind of have to look at my stuff in third person perspective because like i don't think a lot of uh artists particularly look at the quality of the material not the not particularly of the material that you have because i think art is subjective whether i think my music is awesome someone else may think differently mm, yeah. um you have to present it professionally so when i fir- the first song i ever released like out of the gate before people actually ever really knew that i made music i was like well i already have a website it was immediately on itunes it was it had like a really professional made cover art song was very well. So even though I had no fans or no one really knew that this is what I was doing, like if I went up to a complete stranger and I show them like this project, they would probably think that I was a little bit more professional than I actually was, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so, so, so kind
0: of the idea of, you know, you, you put your stuff out there to have the information, be it the websites or the different the different informa- places for them to go to check out and find legitimacy of who you are. Not just, okay, it's great music, but, oh, here's his website, here's some information, he's got his YouTube, his Facebook. Oh, you know, absolutely. You got really That's good graphic art on your on your Twitter, for example. You're always coming up with cool promotions. So I think you would say that aesthetically it's something you really have to use to kind of gain an audience.
7: Oh, absolutely. Uh, I do all my own artwork, and I'll give you an example too. Uh, I remember the first time I was performing uh, for this album that I released in 2013 called Attack of the Rain Man. It's an EP, actually. Okay. And this kid approached me, and he was just like, Hey, I do videos, and I really like some of your stuff. I want to sh- uh, shoot some videos for you. And I was like, Cool. Uh, you know, I would love to work with some other videographers. It's really tough filming videos that I'm involved in because I'm really the only person that. <laughs> that I know among my friends that knows how to handle a camera <laughs> the way that I want them to handle it. Yeah. And I was like, so where can I find some of your videos? And he was just like, all right, just go to VMU and then type in blah 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 nineteen ninety four. And like I was like ah. Oh, like, okay, like, hold on. Let me write all of this down. Like, <laughs> so, and then I was just like, he's like, well, where can I find some of your stuff? And I, I was just like, well, it's simple. I go to the And I gave him a little business card yeah. and I am like, I had like four or five fans at the time. I had like literally nothing below my feet. And I remember, uh, I'll never forget this. Like he kind of looked at me like, huh yeah like this kid is really like, like he's okay. not fucking around Like yeah. he has his own website and his business card, and again, having your own website and a business card it doesn't really cost that much money. gone to the,
0: where you're at now in Cooper talk now, did you kind of use that ability that you know how to talk and speak with people and kind of make engaging conversation? Is that what led you to start your online your, your radio show, or how did that transpire Because five hundred episodes I mean you've been doing this for a while you're a pro doing
8: it for five years uh, there are also some episodes i didn 't post because they were in the beginning um Actually, I wish I had had it because it the system screwed up. And I couldn't get a recording of it. On oh, my ninth, probably my ninth episode, my guest was Mark Marin.
0: Oh wow, that's and, awesome! Um,
8: I just got him from a cold call, and I, we knew some of the same people. Yeah. But basically, I'd always thought radio would be cool, and I didn't know. You know, I'd been out of the entertainment business, and I I, I was screwing around for a lot of years. You know, I was getting some freelance writing gigs here and there. You know, and waiting tables and then I was uh, doing restaurant marketing and I, I rose up very quickly in uh, in doing marketing for restaurants because I was, I was book parties. I would talk to people and I got very involved with the Burbank Chamber of Commerce and mm. Indy 100 was a radio station, an internet radio station and these girls from the Chamber of Commerce said to the guy – I met the guy who ran the station at a meeting. Cooper would be great, so I thought oh, I'd do an '80s show. You know, I'd played '80s music, but it wasn't that way because it's an independent station. So they basically said, you know, you can do the show, you can have an hour, hour a week, but you have to play half music. So I had to play half music, and I went through their setlist, whatever their playlist, and I picked songs that I thought I would like, and I would interview people. Well, I did that for a few months, and, uh, and I'm sort of a pain in the butt, you know, because I really didn't really want to interview people. I mean, I mean, I just wanted to interview people, and I'm getting my skills up, and then. The guy texted me one day and he's like, dude, he goes, your, your ratings, you know, I was getting like 3,000 listeners, you know, wow. but then I, I jumped to like in a matter of a few months to 12,000. So he said, you know, we're going to give you another hour. I said, can I just do talk? He goes, yeah, try it. People seem to like you do it. So I just started doing talk and I I really had no... I know from the get-go, I, I don't I, – I do my research. Like I, I look at my Wikipedia, my IMDb or their website, but I don't write anything out mm. because I don't – I want a conversation. I mean some people do write and, and God bless them. I just don't have the patience. I just don't – because my mind doesn't think that way. I'm not – I can't just write questions. I mean I may sit there and think, OK, I'll ask them about this. But I just started interviewing people and and I was starting off and I was – Getting the hang of it, and then I would call it out. You know, Paul Tompkins came on in the beginning. And then I ran into Cato Kalin, and I, I was getting some comics. And then I ran into Darren Carter, and I was getting these different comics and different people, and it was fun. A friend of mine, he was an actor. He's the only person
9: he was teaching. I think at Hartford uh, College, and he did something. And I and I told him like, "Don't tell anybody." You know, I'm going. I, I really want to act, and I was I embarrassed myself. And he did a great exercise with me. And, and Connor, you'd probably really like this. I did not know what acting was. I thought he'd just read lines and just look good or just do some kind of move or whatever to the camera. I don't know. But but this guy, uh, literally, he went to a YMCA, him and I got a coffee. And literally, we started, he's like, read your lines. He's like, no, 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 no. And he was just like, just so like disappointed everything I did. Then he said to me, listen, forget the script. I want you to take this I want you to get this coffee for me. Like, it's your drug. It's everything that you want. And I want you to get it for me. Any way you can. Not physically, but any way you can. And this guy literally had me beg, almost cry. I did everything I can for about 15 to 20 minutes to try to get that that coffee. And he made me feel every single emotion from anger to sadness to embarrassment and, and humility. Yeah. All, in, all in like 15 Maybe twenty, it felt like forever, um, but it was like I don't know, fifteen to thirty minutes, maybe to, in between that. Yeah, and I and I understood what he meant about you have to feel it. Yeah, it has to come in from inside.
0: Well, sound like a pretty eye-opening experience, then, huh? Though it' embarrassing in a way, it was really kind of what you needed.
9: Absolutely, it, it really changed the way I, I thought about it. But not only that, um, you know, I, it changed when I, I went to the class. Maybe the next time, next week, and I just I really did kill it. I mean, for you know fourth, fifth time ever doing it, I did really well. Yeah, and and then I got like some some acting chops, as some people say. So yeah, it was a it was a and and that's like kind of everything in life, you know. You know those those humbling experiences. Yeah, you know either 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 stop and you just like I don't want to feel that again, or you push through it, and then that's the. That's the, the best thing of ever is when you actually push through that.